I feel like once you know someone is there for you and once you know they love you, you never actually think of them again. That's not true. It's until you're about to lose someone that you finally pay attention. Is that what this is? What? Is what you're threatening. If I don't apologize, I'm going to lose you? I'm not looking for an apology, Malcolm. Well, what do you want, a screenplay credit? Don't be cruel. No, I'm serious. I know we talk for hours and hours about work. Is it so much of a fucking nuisance that you like compensation? I had a draft of this script before you ever came into my life. It's not about credit, Malcolm. I don't want fucking credit. Well, what is it, Marie? What do you want? The film is beautiful. I'm proud of you. It took forever to make and it was fucking tough, but I have one question for you. Do you think that the movie would be as good as it is if we weren't together? No. And that's all I wish you would have said. Sam Levinson, director of Assassination Nation. Duh! That is the soundtrack of Assassination Nation. <laughs> and also... I thought that was Inception. <laughs> um, yeah, and he also made he made another film uh, set in Greece that I can't remember the name of. Yeah, well, he's made oh, a good. new film. Uh, a, a, well, he's made a couple of films. But now he's made a couple a film uh, with Malcolm and... Marie, not to be confused with Marie, or however you say it, uh, in Joker. I can't do it now. Marie. That's it, yeah, yeah, Marie. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'd love it. Um, if, if, if I was Sam Levinson and I got the award for this, I would definitely not thank my girlfriend. <laughs> like, just for the sheer banter. She'd understand. It's part of the film. Mm, I mean, the yeah, thing is, Matt Levinson, I don't believe, has ever won an award. Maybe that's what it's about, you know? Um, I mean, <laughs> I doubt it's about that. I'm just like, oh no, he's been he's been nominated for nine things. That's I thought he was an about. actor. I didn't realize he was a director. He's director. So, um, right, okay. So he's been in terms of big award festivals. He has actually been nominated for a BAFTA TV award. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Uh, for something called Euphoria. That sounds very uplifting and happy, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's the other film he made, Another Happy Day. Uh, so he's, you know, that sounds like an award. ironic title to me. I tell you what, he won um, he won a screenwriting award at Sundance Film Festival for Another Happy Day, oh, and that okay. is a pretty big deal. It's yeah. a very big deal. So maybe you know he's got to thank his girlfriend. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, you can yeah. I mean, who's who's to say what it comes from? It's a fairly yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's beyond the realms of possibility that he just thought of that you know off the top of his head. It's the sort of thing that would spark a ridiculous argument. But. Exactly. Well, I'll completely. It was, it was very uncomfortable film to watch because it was very realistic. This movie. Um, yeah, I would def- say definitely not easy to watch. No, no, and no, I, I watched it with my girlfriend, and I have a career yeah. in the arts, so it was very awkward. It wasn't <laughs> so awkward. Like, well, I, I think, I think, you know, not getting too far into it. I think our relationship's pretty strong. So I mean, like afterwards, uh, if I ever got so I get emotional, she was like, you know, it's not about us. The film isn't about us. You don't have to get annoyed. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, one of the most tricky things about depicting relationships on, in Hollywood is the fact that people don't always understand the distinction between, you know, an argument or a very bad place in a relationship and a relationship being itself bad. I mean, something that this film does, I mean, not delicately by any means, but definitely yep. does it well. It is depicts the, you know, the benefits of communication, even when it's absolutely, you know, <laughs> destroying to have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna be spoiling this film a lot for people. But basically, yeah, if you want to know know the idea of it, it's basically about um, a director who comes home from his like premiere mm, of his big um, break of, of his big break, his big breakthrough movie, and uh, he's like, you know, like anyone would, he, he, you get back from, and you're just absolutely hyped. Um, but and he's euphoric. It's a he's euphoric, euphoric, you might say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but his. Um, his girlfriend isn't as euphoric about about it, and and you get to see it play out and why. And it, it's basically a film that kind of dissects mm. arguments. It's I an excavation. Know. It's an excavation of their relationship. Is the whole point? Is we love, we love excavations of relationships. We this do. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the big thing in Netflix well, the thing is, this year. Did, did you know this film was shot in lockdown entirely? Well, yeah. I'm mean, not surprised. There's only two cast members. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's like for a lot of people, maybe lockdown is like this. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, I mean, that's a good in, point. Being stuck in lockdown with, um, you know, a partner you weren't getting on with, like it would have been an absolute, you know, hell. I honestly hadn't thought it? of that. 
it's kind so of a good I, point. I, th I think this is actually genuinely a really good lockdown movie. Yeah, weirdly. The, well, obviously, you and I haven't had that problem, so it's no, fine. No, it's, it's, it's tricky, because um, we, we've been talking... The way we've been phrasing this whole idea of lockdown movies before has been the fact that film nowadays, they're being much more sort of subdued and all yeah. sort of, um, I suppose, stakes and... Um, I guess depressing endings and themes are kind of thrown out the window a lot of the time. That this doesn't really exist in this. This, no, this, this was the, the first film we've watched this year that hasn't doesn't feel like it's been affected that much by this new era of cinema. Oh yeah, and I, I really like this film. Yeah, me too. I mean, look, it's a it's a confined film. I expected film. you to think that I didn't like it. But well, I, I really well, like it. I mean, I, I think this film's brilliant. <laughs> no, look, yeah. l luckily for me. As per usual with these with these things, um, I'm quite out of the loop on its reception so far. We'll, I mean, I'm sure we can have a look at it later, but I can imagine there being parts of this film that people that some people don't like if they hit too close to home or touch upon themes that are tricky. So I would understand. I yeah, I really I had, I had no idea what you'd think, especially because obviously yeah, you watched it with your girlfriend, which can't have been, you know, I mean. Not that it would have been difficult, but it probably no, it wasn't. I mean, we still had a nice time, but it wasn't the best atmosphere to watch the film in. No, but but the thing know. is, it's a confined film about a singular, like well-developed character relationship expressed in a simultaneously classical and original fashion. So it's, it's kind of unlikely I was ever not going to like it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you love you love it, don't you? you I love a confined film about yeah, guy, exactly. Yeah. Confined postmodernism, bring it on. It's, yeah, exactly. It's actually, something it says that on your front door. It does. Yeah, it's on my it's on my map, which yeah. is still very clean because no one comes in because they see it. Yeah. But um, exactly, they're like, oh, I don't want to be confined. Yeah, I think from the you're like, no, come in, come in here, and you'll never achieve above a certain degree. Yeah, I think the I mean, just the the first scene, I think, won me over. Um, from there, yeah, it yeah, just... it's the the way it was. Um, wasn't it all one shot? Yeah, and it was just the shot was going from left to right. The cinematography is awesome in this film and the i did shoot it in black and white it's just solid yeah well so the the, the first scene is yeah that that one that's it's not that's sort of like the second scene i guess but that scene in particular is really interesting because yeah it's a long take where you follow from the outside um of their house and you're watching john david washington um who plays malcolm walk sort of around his room making his big speech about you know how how happy he is and it's great because half the time the camera follows him and half the time it sticks with Marie, who's, sta who's standing stationary at one side of the oh, room. Yeah. And it's sort of, it's great because it instills this um, this like hypnotic spiral of chaos where one minute you're following one of them and then suddenly you find yourself like turned on your heels the next second. So like just, just that first scene is, is a perfect representation of that. Because it's sort of like the, the way the the way the film plays out is like a sort of like a it's kind of like a dance. Actually, no, it's not like a dance. But you know what it's like? It's like a what? musical without music. This film, because every because one, once the film gets into its stride, you like mean say, singing, right? Like because obviously the use of music in this film is really no, good. no. I just mean the structure. It's like how we you know, you know how they say that uh, Top Gun is like a musical. It's like the oh, okay. So instead of musical numbers, it's the bits and the planes. But in here. The musical numbers are the arguments. Well, it's more the speeches, because there are little yeah. there because the film is split up into very concrete sections of one person monologuing. There is very yeah. little of actual complete back and forth Which, arguments. And the mono yes, true. And the monologuing stuff um, uh, does is is something that uh, with well, my girlfriend said that it basically that's the main thing she didn't like about the movie. Is she said the way people spoke in this did not feel realistic at all. It didn't. And I just thought, and I thought, well, that's not a problem. It's just an, that is an interesting thing about it is the way that the um, you know vocally, shall we say, uh, it, it feels very stylized. There's something more to that though. The reason I think it's brilliant is because this the, the, and it's not really been done by many other films like this. Is that the reason they're like that? is because their characters, their roles are, one is an actor and one is a screenwriter slash director. And those yeah. two roles respectively inform the way they behave in their particular monologues, in their moments. Like he's oh, yeah. obviously overly energetic and chaotic, you know, with like heavy, deep descriptions, you know, very lavish, like he's telling a story. While... Um, she she is always manipulating him emotionally. By the way, she's acting. And yeah, she's coldly about. honest and performs her cases, but like sort of subtlety and composure as well as vulnerability. So they, they sort of they, yeah, they perform she, very different styles. And sometimes of she'll use her her body in it. And there's bits there's the bits where they take her makeup off towards the end, and 
you because she's wearing different clothes and she the makeup and stuff she looks different you do feel differently about it it's it's interesting she um because at the start it's like she's in the war paint you know and then mm. towards the end it, it feels she again looks basically much younger yeah there is a great there is a great moment where when the when the argument first starts to brew where she sort of it, it becomes you follow them around uh, he follows um marie around the house as she sort of slowly takes off earrings and like throws shoes away and makes up the bed and it's like a sort of it's like the calm before the storm and yeah, it is, yeah yeah it's really it's really quite i mean it's in, yeah the whole way through we're going to keep saying this is extremely intense to have to watch because you it's uh, grating yeah it every is. moment and the thing is and this is what i said to you when i i thought you thought i wasn't enjoying it because i wasn't but that's not that you had to do a lot of ice breaking while watching that, that film. Does, I think that's that probably why. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with how good the film is. I no, no, I know. I actually think um, after an hour into this movie, when they keep arguing, it does become intensely irritating. Like, but that is not anything I would say is bad about the film. I just say that's what they're depicting is a situations that you know, like in real life, are literally so annoying because it's like you you think you finished the argument and then there's more, and mm. the other person who isn't arguing is like, great, brilliant, and literally like. So uh, the first hour of this film, I kind of enjoyed the back and forth arguing. And then I thought, well, it must be over now, you know, when they go for the walk outside and they have a bit of time apart. I'm like, oh, they've probably chilled out now. But no, they're just getting ready for more. And then literally by the end, I, was, I could have thrown my shoe at the TV. Honestly, I was just like, come on, stop. This is two hours. I think... Are you serious? Like, and that's nothing against the film. And I didn't, I, I think on the evening we watched it, you might have taken it as me not enjoying the film. I, mean, I, I didn't, wasn't I didn't mute it. you for a lot of it. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. I, I couldn't help it. I was in so much pain. Like, it was so painful. Like, so annoying. But that is what they're depicting. They are depicting a really annoying thing. So I don't hold that against the film at all. Uh, yeah, and, and that, that aspect yeah. of it, however, is the reason it works is because it's tied into this idea of this sort of spiral downward. It's not, it's not like every time it's, it, there are times where it feels like when they bring up a random moment to cause another argument, it, it would be very easy for that to be quite contrived, but at each level they go down is like, you know, it is going deeper and deeper into the cause of the original argument you're talking about. And it's a lot more reservoir dogs this film. Well, cause it's all in one place. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all about reflecting on an incident you didn't see on camera. No, but better because also better. Reservoir Dogs is the heist movie where you don't see the heist. Well, yeah, but you do see bits of it. And what I like a lot about this is that there are no flashbacks. There are no heavily expositioned, you know, speeches where they describe exactly what happened. It is all you are. You can totally yeah. believe that they are just talking about the aftermath. You understand what has happened. You're at, you're at the mercy of um, your own like who who are you siding with in the arguments if you are siding with anyone you know it's just the information you're being given I yeah, they're all very this, familiar this is what it must be like for any divorce counselor it must be like this you know <laughs> i mean oh, maybe i mean i don't think I've, i don't think i feel qualified to even speculate on that but um it also i mean another element which feels i mean i, I hasten to say similar to tarantino because actually it isn't but in, in the sense that you, especially in the first half, are watching them act quite quite shockingly normal, like their behaviour, as from, from you know the way you view them from the outside of doors and windows, which happens a lot during the film, um, yeah. gives which this is feeling cool, of your... It's like, your... it's like you're watching a play or seeing people looking you're, at you're, Yeah, you're looking at people who don't realise they're being watched, um, mm. even though they are acting, like you say, like they're in a theatre because of who they are as professionals. Yeah, but like you know, the way it's shot as well. But just stuff like you know, in the first like twenty seconds, not twenty seconds, because it's a long like single shot of this, like station at the beginning. But yeah, it must be once, like ten minutes. That. Once it starts, watching Marie just take a shit with the door open, or watching <laughs> uh, Malcolm yeah. like shouting at her while eating mac and cheese. It's stuff well, like that. It, yeah, it, that stuff's fantastic as well, and it's so um, those kind of ordinary. Weird things are the kind of stuff that you do in your house that mm. you don't ever want the world to see. So it's kind of like, from a cinematic point of view, like we're prying in on something. I think a lot of couples are like, would be embarrassed about arguments if other people could see them. Yeah, know? but it's indicative of the way that their relationship has started to dry up by the fact that you're, you know, they they have no problem with, like, doing stuff like you know, shouting at each other from across the entire house while eating. <laughs> not even paying attention it is bad to it is, it is or, so bad <laughs> it's i mean that's awful obviously yeah yeah or like how he interrupts her when she's just chilling out in the bath 
and like that's that's his worst moment. Like that's the moment where I stopped liking him for sure. I don't. I was like, I was like you're horrible. <laughs> I found that I found that at no point during the film did I like or dislike either of them, which are quite, which is something I appreciated for myself. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because I understand. I I could totally see this becoming a thing where people ask whose side are you on, to which the answer yeah. is fucking neither of them because <laughs> they're both obviously in their own ways well they're normal people i was going to say damaged but that is to say that is to say the same thing you know yeah. and that's like the entire point of the film to me is that they are proving that despite how much how painful that is they 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 get to the bottom of it by talking through it by going deeper and deeper even though yeah scenes like where he talks to her in the bath are just chilling and really and that again that's another scene that feels so horrible because of the sense of vulnerability imbued in it yeah, especially yeah. And, and like i mean both the performances are great in that scene i think there's two scenes where zendaya um are, is at her best yeah the one where she's in the bar you know she doesn't say anything <laughs> she looks completely horrified it's amazing and the second scene is the one where she does her performance of the uh yeah, oh, of that's that's probably the best scene of the film I Maybe. probably agree because it's the one that got me the most. Yeah, 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 I literally, well. yeah, it tricked me, and I thought, "Damn, damn that... Zendaya and her her wicked ways." But that's when I, I that's when I decided because before then, the, this idea of the the back and forth choreography felt odd to me. It felt strange, and I, I I thought it would start to great, but as soon as she did that, I real that was when I sort of thought, "Yeah, that's what yeah. that's what they're doing. They're that's bringing their about, professional." Because yeah. they obviously, it's, it, it seems clear to me well, that they met because some of their jealousy. There's some jealousy around it as well, possibly. Well, on that. both sides. There's never said, yeah. She's jealous that he's made this film that's done so well and she didn't get... I mean, the whole inciting incident is that she didn't get the credit she deserved in the event. And he's mm. quite jealous in some ways, seemingly, of her you know, performing abilities and his wish to be an egotist and have the limelight to himself. Mm. And they're both and, and both those positions are, you know, they're understandable, of course. Mm. But I think, yeah, I don't know, how do I... It's also the way they speak. You could also compare it, I think, to uh, to text conversations, which is also another element of relationships, especially during lockdown, that I imagine exists. You know, the fact that having an argument over, you know, text or email, that is sort of the way this film plays out in a way. Do you think? I could uh, be stretching well, a little in, bit. In terms of it's like, I think you are stretching a bit, but it's, in terms of like, it's like a lost in, you know, people like losing the argument in translation. I don't know, because the problem with text arguments and stuff like that is that people don't see each other. Like you should never, ever argue over text. You should always argue in person if you can. No, but that's, but what I mean is, is that people, some people, many people do argue over text or over the internet, however you want to say it. Yeah. yeah. And it's viewed as obviously inherently being a bad idea, but actually the idea of letting someone finish their entire point before moving on. Oh, I see. Is yeah, yeah. actually functionally the, the solution to the to this film, at least. Yeah, because... Which is odd. Well, it's like they, a weird contradiction that exists in it. Well, in, in this film, they often do let the other person... They actually do listen. It's the weird thing. Is That's what I mean, yeah. In real life, you would interrupt and you'd fight you know what i mean mm. but here they um they always hear each other out and then come right back at them with something worse <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly it's... i think the first time she mentions it's probably about the halfway point of the film where she asked why didn't you cast me in it and i nearly <laughs> yeah. fell off my chair because i was like oh fuck <laughs> exactly you're like oh great there is something else and you're right it's just uncovering under the surface and under the surface all the time and each stage um, they would never have been got to unless they'd got been through the first lot and resolved it, which is how it works. Yeah, the music for this was done. Well, it says it was done by Labyrinth, right? But yeah, that was that was something you brought. Well, we up don't in the know credits. if it is because because we've yeah we've looked it up and we can't find anything by him in this, but apparently it's by him. I mean, right? Let's say he did write all this music in this film. He'd have to be like an absolutely amazing musician because it's so varied. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't sound I, like it was. But it sounds I, like I, it was I said, collated. Is it like a mixtape? Has he collated it? You know, has he watched the film? Been like that would work here. That would work here. And my favorite bit is the use of jazz music at the end is beautiful. Like oh, it's all the way through. Gorgeous, yeah, and the the music he's singing to at the start, while he's like feeling happy, and you know the, the music. You know, I really liked about it. I liked about that is the fact. So first of all, yeah, I agree. It's weird because I don't remember there being any pieces of what sounded like original score. So if all those tracks were written by Labyrinth, kudos to the guy. You know, yeah. 
crazy. But um, I like the fact, the way I saw it, the fact that every time he was frustrated, especially as soon as uh, Marie left the room for whatever reason or went to have a smoke, he would instantly put on music. And yeah. I instantly thought of the number of, it just reminds me of a, the Patrick Hates Williams um, <laughs> uh, video that just came out about how yeah. many directors Need absolutely adore to exactly punctuate their feelings by finding the perfect song. Which is actually, in some ways, is a really good thing to be in touch with it, but it's also slightly tone deaf, because yeah. and this is something that Marie brings up he's, during the he's film trying, is that it's he's him, trying to cover it up. Exactly, it's him tr- trying to use someone else's uh, articulation to make his point seem more reasonable or make yeah. his position seem more reasonable, even though he has to confront it himself. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's a commentary on uh, Edgar Wright's a prick because he made a film about music or something. Or hmm. Scorsese, get your own original score makers. You know, it's nothing like that. But no, no, no. I would say it's a commentary about that at all. I'd say, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. But in that moment, she's right. It's that he's trying to well, that's, mask yeah. something. All of the character beats are related, at least in some way, or feel consistent with who we know they are as people professionally, outside of their relationship. I mean, yeah. Which is a that's that's a I think that's a really impressive thing to do, and it's. You know, performed excellently by both of them. I genuinely don't know who I who I prefer in this film. No, I don't know either. I mean, it's probably my favorite uh, John David Washington. I think. Uh, yeah, just performance. for performances, I probably agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, he's very impressive in Tenet because physically, his physicality in Tenet is yeah, extremely yeah, yeah, yeah. impressive. But I mean, what well, based on just performance, like in terms of you know traditional acting, this is yeah probably my my favorite. Uh, thing I've seen him do, and obviously I, I didn't realize that. Um, how do I say it? Zen Zendaya. 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 I think that's how you're supposed yeah, to say it. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Obviously, like she was such a good actress because I don't know. Like I'm very lukewarm to her in Spider Man. Like she's in it, and I and I watch it. Like uh, it's literally like she's. In I want it. to clarify that's my fine. opinions are that those films are fantastic, but uh, yeah. I, nothing, well, this is the, the, it's nothing to do with her performance. Though. I just think oh, they cast someone who could play her well. That's literally it. Yeah, this yeah, is like, of course. But this it is, is like stand out. Like she's she's great in this. Um, she's also quite different as NJ, I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly different. It's shown that she's got incredible range. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the this Apparently, is the second. This is only the second film. Sorry, performance of both those actors that I've seen. I've only seen yes, Zendaya and I've only seen Zendaya in oh, no, Spider Man. So I feel quite my un- third John David. Oh, what's the other? What's the what's the other? Um, Black Klansman. Oh, I knew. I would driver. like. I do want to watch that. That sounds yeah, that's re- that's horrifying really good to think. Like that sounds like a complete mess. But I would. It's really interesting. It. It's just an interesting movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but apparently their um, their pairing in this caused a bit of controversy because he's thirty five and she's twenty three. But she said she refuted the criticism by saying people are not ready to see her as an adult. That's according to IMDb. Okay, there's uh, there's a few things about that. That is that genuinely pe- things people have. Is that an actual contra- controversy, or is that something you just think might be one? No, I, I've read that off IMDb now. Okay. So. Well, okay. First of all, I know relationships that have a, a wider gap than that that are perfectly healthy. Yeah. Okay. Like she's, I mean, Zendaya's like she's in her mid twenties. Yes. What did you say she was? Twenty three. She's our age. Well, there yeah. you go. I would say, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think that's damaging. And also, the second part of it is if you if you are adamant that it's dangerous. That is that is a, a, a type of relationship that exists in Hollywood in spades. Like yeah, of course. The way that directors and actors and producers, and you know, filmmaking company producers, they the way they couple up does happen like that. So yeah. and and obviously the 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 way that they they think and their generational gaps does form the way they act. And actually, this is no, this is something about the. Um, the aesthetic of the film that you you brought up earlier about the way they use the you know the noir style black and white and the, especially the, like the text scroll at the beginning or well, not text scroll but the credits felt I, it was like watching the Citizen Kane again. But yeah, way... I, I said I said I really felt like it was like a um, film noir. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, and that that the noir lighting and the black and white finish sort of I mean if you're going to get really bullshitty about it, it sort of displays the kind of duality of their relationship and the struggle. And, well, you know the sort of very. The despair of the situation they're in. Um, perhaps no, I think that's that's fair, and I also think though that um, black and white um, films, you, you've got the figure in that of the femme fatale, mm. and obviously at the beginning when she's outside smoking in that long in that dress, yeah, that's very very femme fatale kind of imagery. 
So it's quite interesting that they show her like that and then they undress that character as we go along. Because mm. at the start, she's an object of his desire. She is. Uh, yeah, when he's like that's kissing her bum and stuff. And then she's saying, no, you can't treat me like that, basically, because that's that's not fair. Yeah. And it's just, it's, that is quite interesting in terms of the uh, if, if that is something they intended or not. The other thing... something I definitely get from it. Is that era of cinema that it's harkening back to, the, the is is obviously filled with like marital and non non marital relationships that are nothing like the one in this film. Like the sort of the type the the way that relationships have been depicted in Hollywood have been much more. I mean, obviously, sexist is one way of putting it, but there like you know the, the the classic let's say marriage in a film noir is very what we would now call like quite a toxic relationship. The way that you know let's say the man is very commanding, the woman's you know, subservient or one in some way it's damaging. So I like the fact that this uses that kind of setting to depict a much more just, modern view yeah, of relationships. To show how things have changed in a way. And actually yeah. the, the film's moral, I do actually think it's positive. Genuinely. Go on, go on, why? Why then? Because, okay, how do I, how do I phrase this best? Good they, on. the way they've acted in their relationship up, up until this point has been obviously in no ways perfect. But the the solution to their problem is literally spoilers. The solution to their problem is him saying thank you at the end mm. of the film, and and then when he says that, that was when you realise that he hasn't said that yet in the whole of the yeah. film. It's the one yeah. thing she wanted from him. He didn't, and, do. and he and he and he does mean it when he says it. Like and he that. says it, and they're good. And at the end, yeah, like you say, they stand in the morning together, and nothing, no words are said about it. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Like I say, it starts as bad as it can be. That the the, the 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 when when she says she doesn't want to argue about it, that's obviously a very familiar. You know, I don't want to talk about this. Wait till later. Hmm. But it, but as, and as soon as they do, and she keeps you as saying the audience, she keeps saying this isn't the time for it. She keeps saying let's talk about yeah. another time. And because I think she does like him, and she doesn't want to ruin his night, even though he's ruined hers. No, but and they neither of them want to fight, but they obviously have things to fight about. Yeah. And so it's really cool. And as soon as it starts, as the audience, like you say, we're like, oh, great, fantastic. Now I got to watch yeah, and then, this. Yeah, and then it just keeps going. Like, and you never think it's going to get better. And this, no. but but it does. It does. It has a genuine good resolution. It's See, not I, saying they have a wonderful relationship it's... now, but they have no. they have gotten to the root of their problem. They that's have a, a really they have important a real, thing to depict. They have a real relationship, don't they? You yeah. Know, every relationship has problems like that, and you know, no one's perfect so stuff like that's going to happen as long as you work that stuff out i see i would say really i just think they, they have a really toxic relationship and it seems really awful but I, I personally think it's meant the moral of this is meant to be ambiguous i remember reading that last shot very differently to you and being like great they're still together so this is going to happen forever isn't it this is just going to keep going with different stuff but the thing is that's me ju that's me judging them based on one night of seeing them together well I, yeah i don't know i think but that's you how remember, I reacted. I, think I, 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 found, I found the end a bit disheartening. Like, oh, great. I think you're mistaking they're... toxic for turbulent, because yeah. all relationships there's there's literally never going. If you have a relationship where you never come across problems like that, then there's probably something wrong with you. You probably don't have enough self respect to find problems like that. Maybe. So yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. That, there's no relationship doesn't go through any phase at least resembling something like this. Yeah. So, and that doesn't mean. The fact that they have these problems doesn't mean they shouldn't be together because it's evident they love each other. No, and it's so very I think good it's... that they've depicted this very realistic situation, albeit in a very stylized way, but it is good to see it depicted in Hollywood. Well, that's what I mean, but that's why I like it. It's not like all the other films we've been watching over the last couple of weeks where the ending is and everyone is happy. It's not no, in this film. It, but the point is things they can... Perfect, but we can move the on. The point is they again. can be happy. They have enabled themselves to like build it up from scratch again. Which is, I yeah, think, exactly. I find that extremely encouraging. That that is a good message. As painful as it is to be to watch. Yeah, and as painful as it is to admit, it's a good message because you know, every now and then, like I, don't, I guess it's like a baptism, isn't it? You know, people just need exactly. that chance to start again in their relationships. You know, because I don't think at any point the film is saying that these things about them that are, that are bad are things that you should accept. No, obviously. it's not because no. they are actively showing the, the characters. Being like not taking any shit from each other, yeah, because they're obviously two quite like, substantial um, egos. What you think about when 
when you hear about like um you know um in sickness and health and stuff like that at weddings i think oh yeah yes this is like this whole bit is about you know well you know even if it goes really badly you know for better or for worse all that stuff you know that's the idea you know, do you get what i'm saying yeah exactly like, like it's even acknowledged in, in your, your wedding vows isn't it that you know you, you might get married and you might love each other but your lives might might never be as good as they were yesterday anyway well, that's, that's um, another that's another thing because they're not married and again, yeah. this is in this context of the, uh, of the of the style, that is a very unnatural sort of relationship. It's not. Yeah. It's indicative of you know new the, the position they are in. If depicted in a classical like film noir setting, they would be in the stage of you know young love and you know not give, not caring about anything. They would not be depicting it in the way that they are now because obviously mm. she's only yeah twenty three twenty four, and she's had a history of oh that's no so this is right so this is a tricky part of the film that I don't know what to think of and I, I don't mean that in a do I think the film's bad or good but so I actually to her I'll, I'll phrase this in the way that I like it first so I like the fact that I, I I don't think the film ever betrays its own principles in the sense that because obviously right so Malcolm's character is you know to some it is well, part of his character I should say not, I mean, not it's not a big part of his character but part of his character that he's a frustrated filmmaker because the way that hollywood has treated him because of his race which i don't yeah, I mean... I was about to bring this up because there's yeah. some interesting connections like so he's called malcolm obviously his john david washington's dad is denzel washington who's famous for playing malcolm x i didn't know he was his son yeah i just googled it I just checked oh it, what yeah he's denzel washington oh, i love trading day yeah it's brilliant uh, and obviously denzel washington in his like film stardom with films like training day and like the equalizer and stuff like that has um, embodied an idea or different ideas throughout his career and explored this idea of, in quotations, black masculinity. Mm. Yeah? yeah. So it's it's interesting. Because obviously, like, there's a bit where he... There's many bits in the film where this Malcolm yeah. refers to, um, you know, being called the next Spike Lee. And Spike Lee obviously made Malcolm X and also made Black Klansman, which was one oh. of the things that kick-started John David Washington's career. Yeah. But, I'm just saying, like that link cannot be not on purpose. Well, right. So this is this is the this is where I get unstuck because I, as ever, I'm trying not to make assumptions about the filmmaker's intentions from the product. Oh, sure, that's but, you know, just dangerous. Like casting, casting is a thing. No, no, sure. I'm not making any assumptions about the filmmaker. I'm just saying, like you know, the casting. They've obviously thought about that. Come on. Yeah, like, but but what I like is that the the film to me is not making any contrived commentary about black culture, for example. It's no, not... it, throws, it throws problems and issues that um, a black director in Hollywood might face. Well, it's more, the fact, the, it's more the fact that it, it merely accepts and portrays that the problems exist. Because yeah. the film is obviously not about whether whether one or the other of the two characters is right, you know, in quotation marks, but what they're saying. But it's more hmm. the fact that the fact that he is a frustrated actor, sorry, not actor, director, in that industry is a very is a very understandable context but i don't think but i'm glad that the film never tries to make that an additional message to the film because it would have but it would have been contrived for a start and no it just makes it it makes it a realistic part of the um of the world that that they're depicting and and it's good that they just make it part of it because it's just that's a healthy way of acknowledging an issue yeah, and, putting and, it out there, but 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 just because it depicts it, this film doesn't have to solve it, and that's no, it um, doesn't try. To, that's the point of Mal what of what Malcolm's character gets annoyed about. He's yeah. like uh, these critics who are writing about his work uh, are going to be, you know, making it all about the, you know, a, a black man's view of America. But you can't generalize people like that. That's not okay. And I I agree with Malcolm. Yeah, and but, I feel like if if you exactly, and it's. It's like it's like it's it's like a get out of jail free card. He 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 says maybe she fell asleep in the film, so she just had to come up with anything. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's, but again, that's what I mean. It's yeah. more the fact that that is portraying that that is how a character might react to it, not necessarily that that is you know correct necessarily. Yeah, yeah, because it might be well that she didn't fall asleep in the film, but then that's obviously the way that she yeah. sees the world. But I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Um, they actually bring up, I think. In this film, film studies and stuff like that. He says you sound like a film study student or something like that. Yeah, no, he's saying actually, he, he, does, he doesn't want to make a film to impress his three most respected yeah, students. That's in it, which I, which I, which, which you respect. Yeah, you love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
because it's a trap that uh, people fall into including like myself sometimes with like work mm. i've done where it's like i i forget that i should just be making it to please myself yeah that's literally it i think i should only be ever making work to please myself yeah and then of everything else comes after you know but, but that's what's um, tricky because i feel like if a critic were for instance in this film to decide that it was about uh you know black issues in cinema or or another part of it drug abuse um, I think that may that I would say that would be missing the you know the forest for the trees, in a way. Yeah, I feel like with all that stuff though, like artists, I think the most healthy thing to do is just to go, okay, great, that's what you took from it. Maybe next time in future, I can be a bit more direct if it matters that much to me that I am. Because sometimes well, artists do get annoyed that the point they wanted to get across doesn't come across to everyone. You know? Yeah, of course. You don't, you never know. You're Frankenstein. You know, you never know the monster you're making. Well, that's also I mean? yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's also very them- thematically relevant to the whole relationship point, mm. because um, the, the, the entire <laughs> the entire point of the film is is kind of miscommunication. Yeah, you know, they're trying to get to the bottom of a problem. At the end of the end of the tunnel is simply someone saying one thing to another person, and that's it. But you don't mm. realize that until you've been you've been through it, like a film. But yeah, so, so yeah. The, yeah. So the other aspect of it is, like we're saying, the um, the drug abuse. I don't think at any point this film tries to make a point about uh, like drug policy in no, the says... US or drug users. It simply it just accepts that the problem exists. Yeah, it's a film that's trying to just depict real life with its problems. Yeah. You know, the f- that's what and... I mean. That that is the best. Fo- that is the, the focus is the the biggest strength of this film is that it is only focused on one single aspect it's not true. yeah the rest of it is is obviously contributes to that one aspect but it's all the towards would... sorry go ahead so I, I was just gonna say if there was one thing that people did complain about this film and i don't know if they did that oh. i would i would say fair enough is the pacing but then but i also think this is the cut. This is that kind of Tate Modern movie where you have to be like, well, the pacing is meant to be that way to make you feel that uh, such and such a way. So it's. I don't. I I think it was. I honestly don't think it was paced badly. And the reason. See, the I, reason I, is... I, I I just think it's the fact that it, it just kept restarting. It's and um, but that's the point. This is what I said at the start of the movie. I would never hold this against the film. I agree. It's not for what it's doing. It's not paced badly. But this isn't for me. After this first half, this was not an entertaining movie. It was a film you sit and think about and you learn from you know i mean it depends it depends very much on how you define entertaining if it, if you in the way i understand you to mean it i wouldn't say any of this film is entertaining necessarily it doesn't mean it isn't thrilling in a way or you know i don't know what the, what the word is i found I mean, it, it depends if, on how much you can stomach the I, I do what i mean is you get to that point just because i wasn't entertained doesn't mean i wanted to turn it off for instance because i did oh i see yeah, I yeah, I did. So I, I need, I need to know how it ended. <laughs> I just well, I, well, that, that is why the pacing I think works because at, because at each point they go a layer deeper. That's the point. It's not. It's at no point is each the start of each argument. It's never a lateral move. It's always a no. vertical. It's always going further down. So each yeah. argument gets worse each time. Yeah. It gets you. You're more reaching the point where you're like right. Well, this is either going to go completely to shit or it's or you don't really know what they're just going to yeah. leave the house and not ever see each other again. So for me, that never bothered me, and I think the strategic placement of the uh, of that midpoint of the why didn't you cast me, I think that helped a lot because that was mm-hmm. the biggest kick up the ass the film got. Because by the half, like you say, by the halfway point, you felt like you were at a point where you could, if it were a short film, that would be where it ends, and it would be like, ooh, yeah. are they going to be together or not? This is where it ends. But I yeah. think <laughs> the, the thing that turned this into a feature length film is that additional aspect, which helped to carry it. It's the, the thing is. Definitely painful. So to that extent, I guess, is that down to the pacing? I don't know. I feel like that's just in the structure of the idea of the film. I, yeah, but I just feel like the pacing helps lend to the painfulness of it. And that's it does. It's an oxymoron. That's part, of, that's part of what it's trying to show. This is why I mean, so I'd understand if someone complained about it. At the same time, I'd be like, yeah, but I would always say, but you're probably meant to feel that way. You know, it's like, it's like how I said that uh, in News of the World that I would still recommend that film to some people, despite the fact that I don't think it's very good. Yeah, I know. This is like the opposite. <laughs> 
I don't know. Are there are not many people I would necessarily <laughs> recommend this film to. It's there are true. people. I there was... are definitely some people I would for sure. Yeah, half no, of them I, I know. I it, it would only be people who I know who like really like movies, basically. Like, and I'd be well, like, "This is a really interesting movie from this year." Also, I don't I think, think it's as simple as that. This part, this film's part of a bigger genre, of course, of um, couples talk and argue, or couples talk for a whole movie films. So, uh, if you like this film. And I recommend this to you. I tried to get this for your birthday, but it was 60 quid. So I didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, which is uh, the Before Trilogy, which is um, with okay. Ethan Hawke and Judy Delphi. And basically, um, they make them every nine years. Oh. Um, so there's Before Sunrise, uh, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. It's a trilogy about these two characters. Um, and they basically, they, they meet on a train in the first movie, and they just start getting on really well and chatting. Mm. And these films are all about their chats that they have with one another. And if as a very um, before midnight is probably the most similar film to Mary and Malcolm, okay. or Malcolm and Mary. Sorry, so I'm, I won't say anything else. But if you if you like like Mary, Malcolm and Mary is definitely jumping onto that sort of filmmaking. Yeah, that's so. interesting. I suppose it's probably its stylistic um, sort of comparison and um, distinction with classical cinema, and you know its relationship with Hollywood and. The people who act within it is probably what distinguishes it from a film like that. Because I mean, for me, most of the films I've seen that are like this are, you know, well, I'm trying to think of a, of a good example of like The Notebook or um, what's yeah, the Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, you asked me I've seen it. I, was like, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Crazy Stupid Love. Like um, and, th- and those, and I do like those sort of films, but I always find they have a little bit, they are a little bit too much focusing on the fairy tale. And it's very yeah. much that's very much just an American film kind of thing that doesn't occur that much in British cinema. Yeah, I don't well, think. well they, they want to throw you into the the dreamscape. Yeah, know? exactly. Which is which is fine. It's fair. Which enough. is well, <laughs> sometimes it's brilliant, you know. But I Love think actually does that. That's that's the sort of like that's the sort of a film. If you were going to try and use like films to create morals for relationships, those would be the films you chose to people in new relationships. Yeah, this is the sort of this is the film for pe- for the the part of the relationship where it's dried up, where they don't where they are the, the limbo where it's you know they are they are at the most like difficult moment, which is why it feels so poignant. Yeah, but, yeah it's like it, this is a, a look into maybe one of the most difficult nights of their lives. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Well, you that's the like idea. Been, it's like it's not quite cinema verite or whatever they call it, but it does feel like you've been put into a moment where you're like kind of seeing behind the curtain you know yeah. well in any good in any good story you should always believe that the moment the the, the, the moment you are watching is the most not, important yeah. aspect of that one character's life because because if it yeah. isn't why aren't you watching that well that's how artwork works as well like as in actual paintings it's like the yeah. thing that the painter has chosen to capture which frame of, yeah yeah which frame is something of particular significance you know what i mean and i i can i can believe that for this for this film oh yeah totally it's, Sorry, like I say, it's by no means the first relationship struggle focused film that anyone any of us has seen. But for me, I genuinely think it might be the most visceral. Oh, possibly. I yeah. think I will for that reason. Probably the most realistic. Because even yeah, the I other mean. ones I, I felt... even the other ones I mentioned, which do feel very realistic, and I know some bits of it were like very improvised in those films, and that's what's a bit different. So it feels realistic for a different reason. Those films still feel like they're promoting romantic ideals. Whereas yeah. this film is very much like realis- more realistic. Like it's less yeah. cuddly. You know, there's nothing cuddly about this film. It's still romantic <laughs> though. It is kind of. It is it's about forgiveness. Because every forgiveness. Po- yeah. forgiveness is the essence of like, you know, actual actual love isn't it if you really love someone you will forgive them i not not i mean obviously there's there's a line you know people can cross a line of course but you know you know what i mean you well i think in neither case i don't think well this is i mean this is a tough one in particular but i don't i wouldn't say at any point in the film do either of them um abuse the other not well i mean I, verbally arguably. emotionally a little bit emotionally yeah, a little bit yeah, like know, when, she's, when she's acting that's a byproduct i would say and she's lying to him as well saying i slept with all your friends and i mean there's that kind of awkward bit where like he's kissing her bum and she's like can't trying to say stop you know yeah and that's yeah there's some awkward moments that uh, i don't know if what we could call them but, no, but know, I think I'm just saying that the lines are blurred in this movie. But and the, and the way he talks to her in that bath is disgusting. At no but, point are either of them they never they never physically attack or obstruct one another. It's never he's never forcing himself on her. 
No. They never physically attack each other. It's all... Every time one is, you know, <laughs> making some form of demolition on the other, it's always from some sort of distance. But she does she does manipulate him with her body. Because there's, well, like, there's I a don't few know times where you're true. like, oh, are they going to have sex now? And there's the bit where she goes down on him. Uh, and, yeah, but and, I think... And then he... And then he's like, she starts arguing with him, and he's like, "Great, now I don't know, you know what I mean?" Sort of. I don't. But the thing is, again, that may be. It's mistaking. like he's like they're trying to win the argument through sex. I don't know. <laughs> no, but the, but this is my my point is that at each what you call like micro solution, they are then again in what you would call a sort of quasi normal relationship, essentially, um, where they're at a point where they're happy again. But obviously, each point where they're happy then then allows them. To be comfortable with each with the layer that they've just passed through in order to yeah. to reach the other one. So and and the thing about either of them using their bodies, I think that's mistaken. I mean, they are in a relationship together. It's not like one of them is trying to seduce someone who isn't in a relationship with them. I think that's just that's a that's yeah, a natural part of the relationship like they both that, accept. I feel like that's I, perfectly yeah. Right. I don't know, like stuff like that gets into semantics. Like you just don't know, do you? Yeah, but what I mean is at no point. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making any claims. I'm happy. To no, no, no. At this point, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying we don't know. <laughs> like, no, that's the. But that is an important thing to take away because the film, the film is never attempting to tell you that one or the other is is in the wrong. Yeah, yeah. Even though every yeah, yeah, time yeah, one exactly. of them makes, we don't know. Yeah, every every in every speech, I felt like I was being attacked. Yeah, like it was genuine. Like you in, and that's and that's good. I don't think because I don't think I ever fully sided with one or the other because I feel like both no. the things were the, were the, they were saying felt well, you, like they were almost me. directed at you me you know me whenever anyone was talking I just agreed with whoever yeah. was speaking <laughs> I was like oh that's a really good point actually yeah 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 and then someone else would talk I'd be like oh yeah yeah true good yeah oh yeah, god I'm, 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 I'm quite glad Any... that you don't use Twitter that much no it was good I got it could be that. fucking dangerous yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway um not accidents, people. I think it's fine. You, you're all. It's all good. Anyway, so um, right, we've been, we've been sort of. So, what's the best performance? Best performance. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, no, no, was... no. They're very cool. Um, no, go on, go on. You just no. pick one up at the other one. It's, it's easy. <laughs> okay, if I was going to be an absolute ass about it, first half of the film, John David. Second half of the film, Zendaya. Uh, I tell you what, I actually hundred percent agree with yeah. you. Yeah, so Sorry. let's say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Also, um, by the way, just obviously, like, uh, this is something that I'm sure, um, the characters in this film would sigh at because uh, it's obviously not. <laughs> oh no, a big don't deal. do it. Do you okay. know what I'm going to say? I feel like I do, but go ahead, we'll see. Oh, what, about a director. Oh no, what about what about? Oh, the fact that he is a director writing about a director. Yeah, but he's um, obviously like there's that stuff about. Um, it goes around a lot in the world at the moment about how if you're not a certain type of person, so if you're, say, if I'm not French, I can't assume a French person's life experience, which I think is a bit weird. Uh, but I don't know. Well, it depends what you mean by assume. Well, basically, I think they kind of bring it up a little bit in this movie right. where, you know, they, they talk about the critic being like, um, with the critic assuming this film is about... Uh, that's not the same thing. But assuming that the film is about a, a the his film, you struggle, mean. his film, Malcolm's film. Right. Yes, got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is about a, a black man's struggle or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, or, the, or about the director. The, um... the director of this is um, is white, so I think that's pre- that's pretty cool. That like you know, but some people I don't know. But historically, some people go like, oh, if you're not. It's the Russell T. Davies thing. Oh, well, I, says, see, I, I understand Davies what you're getting at now. I understand R- R- what you're getting yeah, at sorry. now. Yeah, sorry. So you know when Russell T. Davies said that... Um, yes, only gay only gay actors should be allowed to play gay There you characters. go. And that's part of a bigger issue at the moment where people are saying that about all kinds of things. You it was, uh, people got annoyed with um, uh, Eddie Redmayne because he, he doesn't have um, the same, didn't have the same disabilities as Stephen Hawking. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> which and you know they should have been but the thing is I mean, but, look, I mean acting, without wishing to simplify things too much they're actors yeah that is the entire function of acting I mean I understand there's like a line because obviously like is there a line I, I don't know well well I don't know on that sh- well like this I'm not bringing it up on it <laughs> look okay the, the because fact, obviously obviously the black fact that the is a thing is what I'm writing. saying so I get if people People don't want blackface as a thing, do they? 
because it's not a nice thing. That's really, not the, that's it? not a line we're to- that's not the line we're talking about though. We're talking about no. well, you're you're talking about so the fact that because that's racist. The fa- yeah, obviously the the director and writer of this film is white. Now, that doesn't preclude him from being able to write a black character. Now, obviously, he has to tread carefully if he's going to talk about issues that relate to his race. And I don't know how involved David Washington was in in that. Um, I mean, John David Washington. <laughs> um, so, no, sorry, it's Denzel Washington, isn't it? I'm thinking of, sorry. Um, I don't know how involved he was in that idea. I mean, the, the best example most people use, and this is obviously not beyond controversy, is Samuel L. Jackson's appreciation for Tarantino, despite mm. his, let's say, risque approach to writing black characters. Yeah, um, yeah risque. That's, risque well, let's that use that work. word, because I don't really yeah. know exactly what to, what to actually call it. Um I don't think. Again, would, I don't think. Again, I don't like, think it would be uh, fair. Samuel Jackson's been very outward with the fact that he likes it. So. Yeah, so that's that's my point. And this is this is the point. You cannot assume the point of view of an entire population of of anything. And why separate people into groups? I mean, why unnecessarily? Like, yeah, unnecessarily. Like uh, everyone, just do what you want. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Basically, it, this is, is one of those problems that you can. I just don't think can be solved because they're not solved, everyone. Right? Everyone will have a natural different opinion on it. They will, you know. And this is this is all a bigger part of offence culture, isn't it? You know, are you offended by that? Are you offended mm. by this? You well, know, I'm a, you know, I don't know. I would be interested. I mean, obviously, because I've been, I've as usual been more secluded from the reception. We'll we'll have to look into it in the future. And obviously, the, these these things we do are obviously first impressions. Oh, that's okay. why we can do I, this. Can I bring up the reception now? You you can, but I, just before you do, I want to say that. If I would be interested to hear if um, if someone who is part of any of the groups involved in, the, in the, that this film relates to, I'd be interested if they were, let's say, offended or annoyed or felt misrepresented by it. I would be interested to know. I would be surprised because this film, like I say, I think it treads very carefully on depicting them as problems that exist, but not offering what the what the concrete solution or it's not putting blame on anyone or saying that this this you know. That we're going to relate this this film to this particular issue, and this is why we're doing it. So, but I would, but that's why to me, I don't feel like that's a problem. But I would be interested. It's, some, it's to something know. that I like about a film, and Sam Levinson, I think, handles it really well. To be honest, because I, like I say, think he, I agree. He makes it. He makes it part of the thing that the picture he's painting. But he never makes the film about that. No, because that's because if he did, it would be contrived, and that would be where the line is crossing. Yeah, and Malcolm says like. That you know his film is just about life. It's not about these big issues. You know, yeah. it's like if I if I did something, anything, like surely it's laughable. I think the idea that anyone would think if I was making a point, it was about I was speaking for every I don't know curly haired person. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, sort of. The only problem with that is that there's no there are to my knowledge there's no history in Western or anywhere any global culture about. Uh, curly-haired people being subjugated in any way. I don't know. I heard a very interesting thing on the radio the other oh, day God. about, um, <laughs> about, about oh. um, like hair prejudice. It was fascinating. Okay. Anyway, they're not um, the same thing, though. Oh, we want to make that clear. They're very different. Like right now, oh right, yeah, people yeah, are not persecuted. Yeah. Like, I know. I was like... just this. This discussion has just died, isn't it? Anyway, well, so this... So, this is what I mean. It's impossible to talk about. So just don't. Yeah, because it's so not what it's about. You know, um, it's right? Critical reception. This is all pretty um, popular reception. Is more interesting. Yeah. Although, did you know this film references William Wyler, who obviously um, was involved? Was he not with? Uh, was he involved with Gone with the Wind? Because that film is about a turbulent relationship. Relationship, yeah. Which is, ends on that famous line of, "Frankly, I don't give a damn." Yeah, exactly. It's like the first like big profanity moment mm-hmm. in a uh, in like Hollywood. Oh, really? It? It's like well, it's really? like the first moment where like an accessible normal. Oh film no, that's not the William Wyler one. Um, that's, oh no, damn but it. that apparently um, <laughs> no, it's not that at all. So <laughs> that connection can't be made. That okay, just can't be made. let's move on. Sweep, sweep that under the rug. Sweep that under the rug. Whoops. Um, <laughs> damn. Right, come on! I want to know what, the, what I want to know what this what what reception. It's got this, this it's got has. a meta score of fifty three, which isn't Ooh. great. So Ooh. this is what I okay. mean. I, I really enjoyed this film, and I looked at the reviews, and yeah, I thought this film was tremendous. Like, okay, what, what's it? Yeah, IMDb? people. Our uh, IMDb is six point seven. Okay, albeit albeit not as high as I would give it. 
is um is actually his as a director his highest rated film okay. by quite a bit. Well, see that's so he, he, he has he has a six point one and a five point nine. Okay, so he's not he's not very high up in people's rankings. That's evident. Not really, not really. Well, okay. Well, again, this is I mean pays dividends to the fact that these are first impressions from us. I will be interested to see whether the what the controversies are amongst critics and to some extent normal people, mm. um, because. It's interesting. I wonder if any of the points we've been talking about in this discussion are why that massacre is so low, or if it's something else. Might have a quick look. I mean, The Guardian. Let's see who hates The Guardian. Los- oh, the Guardian Los Los Angeles- are definitely not going to like this film. They know if it was all right. At its worst, it feels like an insufferable vanity project, but it's pugnaciously well acted, flavoured with vinegary insights and rage filled denunciations, and a hilarious set piece of scorn about how awful film critics are. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. So, this is a, you know what this is? this is? That is a film critic. That is literally a film critic doing what Malcolm's character is referring to, where he's t- looking at a film and going, Oh, it's about me. This yeah. film is about me, and therefore I'm angry. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, actors are naturally annoyed at critics. You know, we, we've talked about this with Birdman and um, in the past. We've brought this up, you know, about how that film makes jabs at critics. But that's just natural. Like, people don't like their critics, do they? Yeah, it's depicting but a it character doesn't, it doesn't who doesn't like the critic. Are... Is that believable? Yeah. Does that make sense yeah. for his character? And, Is it form the narrative? W- yes, it does. And both... Is he right? Don't know. Both the critic and one of the characters kind of change their mind on one another anyway by experiencing... Life, yeah. So, it's, uh, so yeah. what's what's I, look? Generally speaking, I think it's it's a like a, a for me a big no no. As soon as a critic starts saying I don't like this film because the director who they they assume the intentions of the director who made it. Would well, you want to hear what the lowest review said? Yeah, sure. From Los Angeles Times, so read the lowest Zen- and the highest, and we'll see we'll see what we so, think. But like, but Lois, this is just on the main. We've never done this really before. Think. This is but weird. It's just interesting. Lois is Zendaya. Says sorry. It's Los Angeles Wait, Times. He said, oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's a die. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't argue enough. Sorry. Didn't I? Zen. Yeah. So Los Angeles Times says Zendaya has a way of rendering dialogue irrelevant. She hold. She holds a close up here more skillfully and naturally than her co star does, and her silence proves far more eloquent than his words. And those words turn out to be the undoing of Malcolm and Mary. Um, the Mary, isn't it? But not undoing. just because there are so many of them, but because they feel like the building blocks of a meta-movie parlour trick, an intellectual exercise that exists for no purpose other than its own justification. Right, I've missed the point. I, mean, I get the thing it's about okay, it. I mean, the film The film is a bit of a meta-movie parlour trick. Yeah, it's whether it you bit. think this is a meta film. To me, well, I think it's absolutely it a little not. Bit, maybe. Do you not to think me, it is a bit... No, not at all, because the film wait. is about a relationship struggle. And wait, no wait, point. No wait, point. Wait, wait. There, there is oh, no so, scene so in this, this film. guy's missed the point. This guy has missed the point of what we've talked about, in which he's, you know, talking about all the things they say about filmmaking. Okay. P- presumably, so that if if you were going to argue it was a meta movie, you would probably, I presume, you know, I'm presuming, mm. uh, you would you would probably be like, oh. Let's zoom in on everything they said about filmmaking in this film, which is a lot of it, you know, and how it works. And, uh, you know, what about when a director gets home? I wonder what that's like, you know, which is it's such an interesting way to start your movie, by the way, like to be like, what's it like for a director after a successful evening? I don't know. OK, if in the sense that the characters are part of the the um, what do you call it? The industry which creates the film. Yes, it's meta, but that I don't, for me, I don't. That is not what makes the meta. Is where it is completely self-referential, where the structure of the film is ba- built around it being a reference to film, which I do not. Uh, think it, and is. it isn't. It isn't. So anyway, um, Variety magazine, whatever they're called, uh, okay. they, they they're the highest, and they said Levinson gave his stars roughly equal time, carefully modulating the sense of balance throughout. His direction seldom seems showy, and yet we sense the intention behind each cut as power and control shifts throughout the music. Movie, sorry. So I think we're more on in line with that. We're closer. We? I mean, they didn't really say an awful lot in that. To be fair, it's quite simplistic. But I mean, come on, you know. Anyway, so let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, what would you give this uh, film, Malcolm and Marie, out of ten or out of ten? Sorry. Genuinely, for me, this is this is for right now on the border between a high seven and a low eight for me. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, pick one. 
I'm going to say low eight. Fuck it. Cool. All right. I'm Screw you, get... Guardian. I thought I liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm... The Guardian's changed, man. I don't know. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Malcolm it. and Marie, I'm going to give this a seven out of ten. Cool. Which which means for both of us, it's currently our highest rated film for both of us out in yeah. 2021. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm totally I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd rather watch The Dig. If you ask me, I'd, I'd be like, I'd rather. Oh watch yeah, the dig. sure. But again, but, that's that's. But nice. like this yeah. film is this is a more impressive movie. I am going to rewatch this though. That's the thing, and I feel like I'm I'm more likely to rewatch this than the dig, even though the dig is yeah easier to watch. I but just it think was brilliant. I, I don't think I could recreate the atmosphere I had first time watching that film. No, that's true. That's you the thing. The dig, the dig was a great one time. This is why I gave it a six, not a seven. But yeah, not, um, I know. I know we've already reviewed. I know we've already given a rating. I just want to also quickly say that this is like the polar op. Like you know how I said that. Or we both said that news of the world. Its biggest problem was that it didn't have confidence in its own themes. Oh yeah, oh, this, like, yeah. this is the biggest strength of this film is that it has confidence in its themes, its narrative. Yeah. Like, this oh is... yeah, I, I I feel really sorry for Sam Levinson that he couldn't come home from his premiere, you know, <laughs> happy. Like honestly, I'm sure like, he had I the just... box mac and cheese though. That's oh, that's a very lockdown thing. I'm oh sure. yeah, I yeah. Bet. <laughs> I, 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 the thing is, you've got to, isn't it? Yeah, you've, you've got to, after you've made this, you've got to come home and have your mac and cheese. Anyway, um, good yeah, old reference to once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, maybe. Because the thing is, that is like a really famous scene for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I think I think I think it's because it's Brad Pitt eating something quite unhealthy. That's but obviously he does that. That's his thing because in okay. oceans in the oceans trilogy, he's always like eating nachos uh, yeah. and and eating um, burgers and he's eating unhealthily all the way. That's like a thing in the oceans films, isn't it? That's that a little bizarre. little joke. Anyway, anyway. Uh, see you later. That was mental. Yeah. Oh. Very difficult discussion. I have no way. I'm still trying to make a joke for ending it on, but I can't. Um, no, don't do it. I hate you. Yes, thank you. What? I said thank you. No, yeah. I'm bed. Thank you for listening to Outer 10, or at least being in the vicinity of a device which happens to be playing it. If you've struggled through to the end, you've either skipped through the podcast, in which case, shame on you, or you actually enjoyed it somehow. If so, we'd love to hear your thoughts on lists we should make or reviews we should do for any film, TV show, album or game you want. Just make sure it's not boring. You can find us on Twitter at outer underscore one zero or send us an email to outer10podcast at gmail.com, all one word. And all complaints may be sent to us via your nearest recycle bin. See you soon.